The following podcast is a Jill Divine Media production. I started to get more into the technology role. So um, not a whole lot of women in construction, not a whole lot of women in the technology industry. So it kind of felt empowering. And I felt like I was um, really getting a lot out of being in those two different fields and feeling kind of empowered by being a woman and representing women in construction and in technology. Um, And I was learning the different programs that could help our business be better. And I was training our employees on them. Evoke Creative is a proud sponsor of Two Kids and a Career. They help small business owners like me brand with purpose and market with intent. The ladies at Evoke Creative will help make your digital presence known. Learn more at evokecco.com. That's evokecco.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most Most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. Welcome to season seven of the podcast and a new year, 2022. Keep saying that because it's like, what is it going to bring? How is it going to be better? It has to be better than the last two years. And what I love about the continuation of this podcast is meeting wonderful people and hearing their stories. And sometimes when you book a guest, you have no idea what you're going to talk about or where it's going to go. And guess what? That's what we're doing today. Right, Morgan Stern? (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. I'm excited for the journey of the unknown. (laughs) (laughs) It's not nerve wracking at all, is it? Well, a little bit. I mean, for a newbie (laughs) to the podcast world, um, I can't say that there's no nerves, but I'm I'm just as excited. So I think that personally, I'm going to brag on myself and say that if somebody's going to introduce you to the podcast world, I am the person because there's no expectation. We are just going with the flow and making it easy. So I hope I transition you for your next episode, whomever that may be with, to make it a little bit easier. So yes, welcome to the podcast, Morgan. I will say how we have been introduced in your a St. Louis local gal that works for a business that I see all the time. We'll get there, but (laughs) yeah, I see billboards or I I don't know if you call them billboards. We'll get there in just a minute, but um, we have been introduced by a wonderful woman named Tracy. Now, Tracy and I know each other because she introduced me to well, we worked together a little bit when I was in my radio career, but um, she introduced me to Jennifer Warman-Bloss, the owner of Elemental Aesthetics. They became a sponsor of the podcast. And so she understands how this podcast works as far as it's about talking to other moms. It's about talking to other career women. It's about talking to other wives. It's just about talking and sharing stories. And while some episodes I have experts on to talk specifically about a book or a resource they have or a topic that we need to cover, I think that's great. But it also balances out with just regular conversations like this. So let's start with 
born and raised in St. Louis or not? Yeah, born and raised in St. Louis. So um, we lived in the Chesterfield area when I was born. And then, um, you know, going into kindergarten, they wanted to move out to um, the St. Charles County area. And we moved um, into Weldon Spring. And my parents still live there. And I have now, I live in O'Fallon with my husband and our two kids. So been here ever since. I am not much of a world traveler. I leave that to my brother. We've traveled the States a lot. Um, I grew up dancing for um, a local dance studio and for my schools that I attended. Um, So that's been a big part of my community and the St. Louis community. Um, But I, most of my travel was dedicated to where the dance competitions were. So, (laughs) so I will ask the question that you probably know I'm going to ask, but I will preface it by saying for anyone that does not live in the St. Louis area, for some reason, we're such weirdos here. And we always ask someone that we have just met from the St. Louis area, where did you go to high school? I went to high school at Incarnate Word Academy, and that is too funny because we definitely do that. I know. Um, and, but it works. It connects you to other people. Everybody knows somebody that went to that high school, so it kicks off the conversation. It's a great conversation starter because St. Louis is big, but it is a small world. Yes. So, yeah. Where did you go to high school? I went to Francis House. So like okay. you, sort of... In the same situation as far as my parents, they lived in the North County area when my sister and I were born. And then they moved out to the St. Charles, St. Peter's area when I was three-ish. My sister is five years older. Yeah. So I think she, yeah, I think she was eight and I was three. So we moved out to St. Peter's. They still lived there in that same house. And then I'm in the St. Charles area. And just like you, not much of a traveler, I was giving um, this presentation not too long ago, and I was saying how on my bucket list, I want to travel to Italy, and then I was saying, and I've never lived anywhere other than good old St. Louis, Missouri, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. (laughs) Right. I want to say that I'm worldly, and I enjoy travel, and I do, do, but I... I don't know why, but it's just not one of those things that have um, called to me like it has, you know, my, I have siblings that have been many places. And um, for me, I have always been more of um, just a homebody and I started my family early. So I had two kids. And so travel is not as easy when you have two young kids. So it just hasn't been in the cards for me. Uh, What about your husband? Is he born and raised here too? Yeah, so he was actually born and raised in the North County area, Ferguson, to be specific. And his parents still live there. And he went to um, the Christian Brothers College High School, or CBC, if you're in oh, yep. Lewison and know it. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we met just being in the um, private school community and through mutual friends. And we're high school sweethearts and Aww. continued to date through college and doing the long distance thing. And got married um, about a year and a half out of college. Um, got pregnant with our first kiddo four to six months after we our wedding. So very young, <laughs> very quick for us. Um, and in the midst of it, you know, just trying to find a job, get a career, develop what that looks like for me. He always knew what he wanted to do. He um, 
when he was 18, started volunteering at the Ferguson Fire Department down the street from his house. He would walk there and tell him he was interested. And he was a firefighter for many years um, through the Ferguson riots. So we got to experience um, that early on in our marriage, which was quite the experience. We um, continue to support that community. I think his parents, you know, don't want to move because they feel like, you know, they want to continue to move that community forward. Yeah, and we appreciate that. And so um, he's no longer a firefighter anymore. He's actually a plumber. So he's in the construction industry with me. Um, but that that firefighting community still holds close to our heart. And we still have friends that are um, we're part of the fire department and stay in touch with them a lot. Well, I was going to say, I have heard that one, you know, once you're there with the fire department, you're always there in, exactly. in some way, um, whether it's active or not. So uh, that that's really awesome. All right. Tell me about the kiddos. Yeah. So reading up on you and, you know, hearing about what I was going to do through Tracy, you know, oh, am I going to be on a podcast? What is this about? So first thing I read is that Jill has two young kids. They're two and four. She loves chips and salsa. I'm like, wow, are we the same person or what? You know, I have two kids. They're two and four. Um, Brady's my oldest, my son, our four-year-old. And then Briar is our two-year-old daughter. Um, they look like many versions of me and my husband, me and my husband get a lot that we look like siblings. So I think that's why they both just kind of look exactly like <laughs> us. But, um, yeah, they're great. And I love being a mom and I always, you know, kind of knew that that was my, my path. So I just realized that I probably need to update my bio because now the girls are five and three, but it's yeah. still the same thing now. I'm yeah. like, oh, yes, they're still in that little thing. I don't know how when I say thing, I mean like this, this. I don't know if there's like a certain age where all of a sudden you're like, OK, I'm out of it. I'm out of this realm of crazy. You know what I mean? Like you're, I'm not you're out of the toddler realm for now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole nother realm yeah, going the into. Twos are gone. You have the threes and fives. It is a whole nother realm. I mean, <sighs> Brady's out out of it. Briar's still definitely in it. But just for your kids to have their own little sense of independence and be able to get their own snacks and yes, you know, it yes. makes it makes the world of a difference <laughs> when you can say, "Hey, help mommy by going to grab this." You know, you got two little yep. helping hands in the midst of the chaos. So I totally get the phase you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. Do they get along well? Do they play well together? They do play well together. And I am so fortunate. I am the first of my group of friends to have kids. And so more of them now are finally popping some out. So I feel like I have that sense of community or other moms <laughs> around me. But at first I was the very first one. I was figuring it out. And I was so blessed with two easy babies. And I think that, you know, God only gives you what you can handle. And just being the first um, friend to have kids and doing that on my own for a little bit until they, you know, the rest of them started. It was a blessing to be able to have just two easy ones. Yeah. And, and that is where... We are opposite because I'm the last of my friends to okay. have babies. I am the 
older parent um, or as they like to say in the medical wor- world when you were pregnant, like advanced maternal age, which just, mm, yeah, um, mm-hmm. not, yeah. <laughs> not mad at that at all. But anyway, it is, um, I, I could see where we are similar in that situation, though, because when you are the only one that has kids at this age, whether that's on your end where your friends are catching up or my end where my friends have already been there, it can still feel isolating because while I know my friends understand where I am right now in life, it's also easy for them to go and do their own thing or uh, maybe, I mean, they understand if I can't make it to a certain thing or I have to leave early because of the kids, but now they're in their next phase of what it's like to be a parent to a teenager or middle schooler. So they're absolutely, yeah, yeah. There's always a sense of you're missing out the fear of missing out yep. the FOMO that everyone talks about. It's very real when you're a mom and you are making all those sacrifices, right? And you're spending a lot of time with your kiddos and whatever um, their needs are first. And you're thinking about family time before you're thinking about time for yourself or time with your friends. And so to be more in a phase of where um, the rest of my friends are having kids has been nice. I feel like it is nice to have a general understanding of when and why you can't make it to things. Yes. But for me, Um, that time with my friends and just to feel like, you know, the old Morgan and to go out and have a glass of wine with the girls is so important. So I really try and make sure that I schedule those things um, selfishly for myself to have a little bit of me time, but also because, you know, fostering and maintaining those friendships throughout our, all of our phases of lives is just something that I know keeps me sane and is healthy for me. So it's something that's important to me. I'd like to hit pause on this conversation to talk to you about Evoke Creative, one of the sponsors of this podcast. Evoke Creative, they are all about supporting small businesses. They are all about helping you grow. So the ladies behind Evoke Creative, they actually are the ones that created my website, jilldevine.com, and they talked me through how I should market this podcast and how I should market myself once I got out of the radio business because I went from one identity for 20 plus years to a completely new identity. It's like, where do you even start? How do I even do this? From picking out the right colors for my logo to what I post on social media. And that's what they do for you and for me and for others. They help us succeed. They help us feel more confident in our business. So check out what they can offer you. They really, again, pride themselves in being there for small businesses. It's evokecco.com, evokecco.com. All right, back to this week's conversation. And it's not selfish at all. Um, if we say the word selfish, like we, we, we have to be, we need to be. And I right. know that I am not as good about it as I should be. I'm working on it. Um, But something when you were talking about that with your going out with your friends, there are four of us from college that we don't get to see each other all that much. But when we see each other, you know, it's like, oh, yay, love it. Just doesn't feel like we've missed a beat. And so not too long ago, we had lunch and 
myself and another, we are in the exact same stage. It's kind of crazy as far as our kiddos' ages and our ages. And then the other two, they're in the exact same with older kids. And so Mm -hmm. we were talking about it, and one of them said, you know, I think that I would have been more patient having a child at your, well, our age now. And I said, I don't know. Like, I feel like my patience runs out a lot. And she gave some examples and we were talking back and forth. Like there's pros and cons to both, to having kids early and to having kids later. And um, I mean, a definite con is I am tired all the freaking time. But besides that, I had mentioned, I, I think both my friend and I had mentioned that we just don't care as much. And what we mean by that is that, if we miss a happy hour, we're okay with it because we have done that so many times. Like we know how important friendships are in maintaining that, but we don't feel like it's as as big of a deal for us now to miss out on going out on the night before Thanksgiving or having these long days of Sunday fun day. Do I love those days? Absolutely. But I don't feel like, I I guess I just admit that point where I'm like, eh, whatever. I think it's good to have that attitude as a mom. (laughs) It's kind of like that laissez-faire. You got to let things fall by the wayside. You got to choose your battles. I mean, you know, balancing and juggling all the things that we do is as working moms, there's just a lot to worry about. And for me to stress myself out about what my son wants to wear to school is not something that I'm going to battle about. So I get it. Okay. So earlier in the conversation, you made mention, Morgan, about having kids early, like right after you got married, while you were also, and I'm paraphrasing, but while you're also trying to figure out your career and your job. And I know that you have a job. So Can you clarify my uh, question and my confusion? (laughs) Sure. So I, you know, I currently work for the family business um, and that is not at all how I started out my career um, post-graduation. I um, never really thought about working for the family business. I think a lot of people think, oh, family businesses, you know, you're kind of groomed to just take on that role or continue um, the legacy and work for your mom and dad. And um, I'm the oldest of four and not one of us feels that way. You know, we were raised to follow our interests and college wasn't a question. We all had to go to college and learn um, through formal education, but whatever we wanted to study, follow your own interests. And um, for me, that was hard at first. I felt like I was interested in way too many different things and I didn't know what I wanted a career in. I liked the idea of entrepreneurship or just being in charge of something. Um, so I started with um, being undecided, as I feel like most um, people do in college. Mm. Um, yep. So I started off at Mizzou um, and I was undecided and I just tried a bunch of different classes and I continue to feel like I, you know, I I love kids. I had, you know, of course done nannying and babysitting and everyone felt like I was really good with kids being the oldest of four. I think it was just, you know, by default, I was (laughs) 
taking care of kids as I was growing up too. So I um, tried a, several different majors. I was like, maybe I'm supposed to help kids that are sick. And so I was like, maybe I'm supposed to be a nurse. And then I was like, oh, I don't like that. Maybe I'm supposed to be a child life specialist. And so I did um, a semester, you know, studying under a child life specialist at um, the university hospital. And I'm like, Ooh, I do not like needles. I do not like <laughs> the medical environment at all. Um, my mom tried to give my grandma, um, a shot of her medicine in front of me just to show me what it was like. And I, um, almost had a panic attack. I was like, no, 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 no. And she said, I think you need to get that major book back out and figure something else out. <laughs> so I stuck with uh, wanting to work with kids. I always was really interested in how do kids um, think? How does a child's mind develop? How does a human develop from their conception to adulthood? Um, so I started studying um, human development and family studies at Mizzou. And then I got my emphasis in um, child development and education and did my senior practicum with um actually the St. Charles County School District Parents' as Teachers Program. And then I started working um, part-time for them right out of college. Unfortunately, you know, you can't really make it by on just a part-time job. So I was always trying to figure out, you know, can I maintain a life with just working part-time for the school district? I love what I do, but um, can, can I make this work? And so that was kind of what I meant by, you know, what, what am I really going to do this? I can't sustain myself. I'm just working part-time. I would love to, um, my husband, unfortunately, you know, um, we're both starting, you know, our careers, him as a firefighter and me working for the school district, you don't make a whole lot of money working for the public entities, but you love what you do. So we were trying to figure out, well, what, what else can we do to supplement income? And my dad um, who started Sissel Miller Construction when I was just one with his friend, Bob Sissel. They needed administrative help and help as um, receptionists. And I said, sure, why not? I'll help you. I don't know what else I'm going to do part-time. I just kind of need the extra income. Um, it was making more an hour than I was as a parent educator. So that was a nice perk. So I started just working at the front desk, answering phone calls, you know, filing some paperwork, and my, um, my new journey and my new career kind of started there, even though I didn't think that that's what was going to happen. So I was working in an office with all these men and I was this, you know, small little woman answering the phones and running around. And there was, um, at the time, two other women in the office and I, um, had, you know, just gotten married and we were thinking about kids and I started working underneath, um, some of our project managers and learning what they do and helping them out and just kind of very quickly, um, learned the aspects of the business and enjoyed, um, doing what I was doing here and I was good at it. And so that felt good to get positive feedback from these, um, people that have been doing this a long time and feeling like I was contributing and um, making their jobs easier. 
I started to get more into the technology role. So um, not a whole lot of women in construction, not a whole lot of women in the technology industry. So it kind of felt empowering. And I felt like I was um, really getting a lot out of being in those two different fields and feeling kind of empowered by being a woman and representing women in construction and in technology. Um, and I was learning the different programs that could help our business be better. And I was training our employees on them. And as I learned more about our project management um, and our daily operations, how could we integrate them? And so that became kind of my new role. I just told them what I needed to do in order to do it. They liked how I was contributing and they started begging me to start full time. They were like, you have got to leave the school district. You've got to come on full time. We've seen the benefits of um, utilizing technology and having a woman in the office who just thinks differently than everyone else. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, feel Yes, good. I was like, give amen. <laughs> amen. Yeah, that was so interesting to me just to kind of see and, you know, coming from that human development background, you know, um, I joked with them, you know, what? well, I got my degree in early childhood development, so I can wrangle you guys like I wrangle children. This is why I'm helpful around here. <laughs> but just understanding, you know, how women can multitask and the difference between, um, you know, our our brains and the brain of a man and seeing how we can really be beneficial in all workplaces and trying to show them, you know, any opportunity we do have to get more women in here, we should definitely take it. It's not for lack of trying um, that, you know, they didn't have women in the office. It's just that the construction industry has pri primarily male professionals and that's who's interviewing. And so it's exciting to be a part of seeing more and more women join this industry and um, being a part of the application and hiring process for the company and getting more women in here now. Um, so we kind of had to, you know, rethink everything. I was the first woman to come through the company in t almost 25 years that was going to need maternity leave. And oh, wow. they were like, we don't have a maternity leave policy. I'm not really. <laughs> so I had to develop a maternity leave policy for myself, essentially. And um, so that was kind of an interesting part of um, being a woman in construction, being a woman in a male dominated industry and just trying to help move us forward in that way. You know, I I could totally take advantage and um say, oh, well, your maternity leave policy is, uh, you know, 20 <laughs> weeks paid leave. <laughs> I could yeah. make it a dream. Yeah. But I, you know, I wanted to stick with what was kind of standard for other um, corporations in the area. And um, so I put, I developed a written maternity leave plan and we market that now when we hire, you know, paid maternity leave. And it's important for trying to get more women in our industry. And I, you know, talk to the other women in the office because now we have hired so many more and um, it's just been very fulfilling to work and to do well in a male dominated industry. And then also see the benefits for what is now, you know, our it's our family company. I didn't think I was going to work here full time, but being able to, um, 
you know, have a higher income and have a little bit of flexibility in my schedule, you know, working from home sometimes, that's what was the benefit for me, getting to be able to be home with my kiddos and um, see them in their early childhood years is very important. So I appreciate our um, our owners and our um, board kind of that they see the benefit in families and that if everyone feels like their work-life balance is healthy, that they will be better employees. And so that has been my favorite part to be a part of. It's so cool because like we mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, we had no direction. We just wanted to talk. And it is a reminder to keep your mind open to trying new things. Absolutely. When you were talking about this switch and what you were doing, I mean, I immediately was thinking about myself too, because being in the radio business for 20 plus years and then losing that job and going, oh my gosh, what is happening? Well, then I get a call about coming into the church that I go to and am a member of to talk about working for them. And I'm like, work in ministry? What? I Like, I haven't even read the Bible. What are you talking about? And the role was to be in charge of our community groups. And that name is different for many churches. Not every church has a community group, but it's just basically a group that serves together, that studies the word together, that does fellowship together. And once I started getting into it, because I, I did, I felt like I had, uh, I don't know if it's imposter syndrome or like, I just felt like, wh- why, why, why am I doing this? What do they see in me? Because I don't see it. And then I just started learning like, oh my gosh, the things that I was doing on the radio, the things that I'm doing with this podcast, just wanting to help people and just wanting people to connect and be there that's what it is. And I'm taking that and I'm using it there, just like you mentioned with the early childhood and the development of the brain and how you work these things together. It's like we can't pigeonhole ourselves. And this is just everyone in general to one thing. You have opportunities. And I will also say that I remember being on a call with some other churches on this conference call. And of course I was brand new and I explained everything. And one guy said, he was like, oh my gosh, if you would have filled out an application for us, we would have immediately thrown it away because you have no experience, but oh my gosh, look at the perspective that you could provide. And so that's also what I'm trying to say is like, Keep your mind open. Look at what people's strengths are. Look at their unique gifts and just think about it. And that's what happened to you too. Yeah, I could not agree more. I mean, it really changed the way that they started to look for new employees um, because they said that we've been trying to fill this role of an assistant project manager or an administrative assistant and for specifically the project managers and somebody to take on the technology role and bring us forward in technology. And we have not been able to fill that role. And 
it's been uh, a rotation of people that have come in with construction background, but just weren't able to meet expectations. And then here you come in, you know, with a degree in early childhood development and mm -hmm. kill it. So we mm -hmm. have really have expanded who we're looking for. You know, you don't need necessarily the experience, the construction experience to work for us, or, you know, you really don't need experience in an industry you want to work in. You just need to have an interest in it. You need to be a hard worker. Um, and you have to see the other assets that person can bring to the company and also ask that in the interview. Now I've started to ask, you know, like, what do you know that maybe we don't know about you yeah. that could be an asset to us? And so I think that has really helped us. And we've seen growth in all areas to start to look at just outside of that box. And you're going to find, um, you know, more applicants that way. And I know it's hard to find um, people to work for you right now <laughs> anywhere. Um, so just looking outside of the box, if you're looking for employees, but also if you're looking for work or searching for where you're supposed to be, yes, look outside of where you think you would be typically because you might feel empowered in a different industry like I did. Yeah. And I was just going to say that, like, kudos to you, too, for saying, all right, this is something I'm willing to explore. Um, do you still have that desire to go into early childhood or is it kind of died down a little bit? Well, luckily, I left um at the same time, you know, I was having my first kid. So that was really how they suckered me into um, working full time. You know, I was like, I don't know, you know, with my part-time job at the school district, I can make my own hours and I can be home sometimes. And I never wanted to be that mom that was working a nine to five every day or getting there at the same time as dinner every day. I felt like I would definitely get burned out with that. But on the other side, I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom because I still felt that itch to work and, um, you know, feel fulfilled in, in, um, you know, a professional career. So I felt like, um, working for them full time in an office was definitely not going to be something that would make me happy. But when they offered, you know, well, what if you could work from home twice a week? I'm like sold, sold. I could totally see myself doing that. Cause I can have the balance of being with my kids and having, um, you know, kind of itching that early childhood interest because I will be literally living it every day and, uh, but still grow in this career. So having my kids be young, I don't feel like I'm missing out in that at all. Um, and I think that it happened exactly how, you know, it was meant to happen. Maybe a little bit serendipitous. It was just um, everything kind of fell into place there. And um, maybe when the kids are older and they go to school, I'll miss it again. But luckily, um, they've offered that I could always come back and do um screenings for them. So I feel like I could, uh, you know, get back into it if I really did just right now, I feel like with my kids being young, I'm still feeling fulfilled in that area. All right. Uh, as we wrap things up. So I had said also at the beginning that, um, of this episode that I've seen your billboards and I don't know if that was right. So are you guys just local to the St. Louis area? So the signs you might see are our construction signs, but we also have a commercial real estate um, company as well, which is um, how they first started out was doing um, commercial real estate and construction. So there's 
locally, it's the development company, the commercial real estate company, and those are likely the signs that you see everywhere. So um, if you are, yes, if you're looking for a strip center to rent, it's likely Cecil Miller's name in front of it. Um, but I work primarily on the construction side and we do work um, in almost all of the states. So um, you would might see our sign if you go on vacation to Miami, <laughs> but you mostly will, if you're a uh, St. Louis and you would see us, um, around the commercial buildings. Okay. So maybe there is a woman that has been listening and she is like, Whoa, wait a minute. I didn't ever think about this. And she wants to tap your brain a little bit, get some more information about the industry and what she can do or possibly do. How would she get a hold of you? How would she go about even looking at that route to see if that's something she would like to do? Sure. And oh gosh, I would love that. I feel like I'm always looking at other professional women in the industry on LinkedIn and just, you know, too scared to tap their brains and <laughs> bother them with, you know, just my interests. But I, you're right. I think that's important. And I definitely call anyone to reach out to me. Um, you can go to our website. It's um, builtbycm.com and um, email us through there or our general and information email is info at builtbycm.com. And I would love to hear from anyone. All those emails go to me. So you're, you're going to be talking directly to me. Get in there, get a hold of Morgan. Don't be scared. I will say, I think that I'm seeing a little bit more with this next generation or maybe the young ladies that are entering college now being a little bit more aggressive as far as asking questions and saying, hey, here's what I can do. Here's what I like to do. Can you provide guidance? And I welcome that as well. Like, if I can't help you, I will try to point you in the right direction. But do not be intimidated, no matter how old you are. Ask the questions. We only have one shot at this, you know, so you might as well be doing something that you absolutely love. So yes, please reach out to Morgan, reach out to whomever it may be that you're thinking of right now that could potentially help you. And Morgan, I'll have all that information also online at uh, jilldevine.com. Any final thoughts you would like to wrap up with? No, I think this was so fun. I mean, yes, anyone who's listening, I would have never thought that I'd be on a podcast this day, but um, it's a connection of people and um, the support of women is awesome. So um, if we can't help you, yes, reach out to us. Maybe we know somebody that we could connect you to. And that's what's the most powerful about an experience like this. So thank you so much for having me on, Jill. And let's go ahead and wrap up this week's conversation by highlighting Evoke Creative, one of the sponsors of this podcast. Whether you are a small business owner established, whether you are looking to start your own small business, whether you just need a logo change, whether you just want an outlet to put some blogs or some travel tips or showcase your photography, all of those needs can be met by Evoke Creative. These ladies are the ones that I went to for my website, jilldevine.com, for my logo, for my branding, for all of it. They are really 
huge champions of small businesses. They are a small business and they will work with you. They will have a free consultation with you. They'll talk about your needs. And if it's a right fit, then you will love working with them. Check out some of their work right now at evokecco.com. And like I mentioned, jilldevine.com, you can go there to see even more work that they have done and get an idea for yourself. That's also where you'll find all things regarding two kids in a career and Jill Divine Media. So if you are looking for me on social, go to jilldevine.com. If you have a question about advertising, jilldevine.com, all of it is right there for you. And I just want to thank you for your support and for listening to Two Kids and a Career.